1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to MoneyWise. So my question of the hour today is, are you going stir crazy yet? <laughs> I know most people would like to get outside and more than what you have been in the past. Well, it looks like we're going to have some limited reopening in the state of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. But if you happen to be locked up and out of state possibly, and maybe you're there with uh, somebody else that you care to share space with, that might be fun for a while. But I guess even that could get tiresome after a while. So welcome to our show and welcome to MoneyWise. We've got some things to talk to you today about. What happens when it's time to reopen for business? What's time? What's going to happen when it's time to go back to work again? Because it looks like a lot of people will be able to do that. And I'd like to just remind everybody that at the offices of Lance Law Inc., where Tenny Lance and Michael Coleman work, and along with staff members, as well as the office of USA Wealth Group and Lance Family Insurance Agency, we're actually open for business, and we are considered to be essential businesses. But we've been very careful and very cautious during this time. And this morning, we're going to tell you some of the things that we're doing to make sure that things stay safe for our own employees, as well as members of the public who visit us. So good morning to Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning to you, and good morning, everyone. And thank you for being here. It's uh, always useful and helpful to have somebody to talk to. It is. And this morning... I'm going to turn the tables on you, and I'm going to ask you some questions and have you talk a little bit about what we're doing at our offices, as you said, to be safe in reopening, and what do you do, and what is it that is so good about uh, the things that you do to help people? So that's where we're going this morning. All right. Well, that sounds like a good plan. So I guess for starters, uh, what we're doing is what we've always been doing. We are here to help protect your family, and to help protect your assets. That's our mantra. That's our mission statement. Okay, and and we'll get to the details of that in a little bit. But uh, what are we doing with regard to reopening? Well, what are we doing to be reopening? Well, first of all, our doors are locked currently. Right. And we've encouraged everybody to call the office if they have a question. Uh, Starting tomorrow, starting Monday the 18th, We're going to be able to see clients in the office. That's our choice. We could have been doing that all along, but we've been trying to be very cautious. So first thing, I guess, is that if you have the opportunity to pick up the phone and call us, there will be a live person here answering the phones. What we've been doing in the past, and the past month and a half, I guess, is having people leave a message on an answering machine, and then somebody would call them back. But you'll be able to actually talk to a live person when you call the office starting on uh, tomorrow, Monday the 18th. The second thing we can do is we've been doing a lot with what's called Zoom conferences. And we can do it one-on-one with somebody. So if you're not comfortable about coming to the office but you've got questions or you want a consultation, that can be done either in person in the office, and we'll explain how that will be done, or we can do it on the telephone or we can do it on a Zoom conference. Or if you have a um, Apple product, an Apple uh, iPhone or an iPad, then we can do FaceTime as well. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to do a Zoom conference sometimes. So there are a number of ways we can talk to you. You know, one of the things I would hope, and we'll go into a little bit more detail in this study, one of the things that I would hope that people understand uh, how shocking and sudden this whole coronavirus event has been. Nobody anticipated it. Nobody expected it to happen so suddenly and have such a dramatic impact on the economy and on our lives and shopping and socializing and everything else. So because people don't expect that, it's, it's sort of emblematic of what happens in life, isn't it, Tenny? Sometimes you don't expect people to die and somebody will die suddenly. Or somebody has an accident and it happens quickly. You can't predict those things. And I'm hoping that maybe as people are thinking about their own family and their own lives, they might realize that you have to plan. 
If you want to have a future, you have to plan for the future. If you want to make sure that your family is protected with a will or trust or other documents, you've got to take the time to do those documents. Otherwise, you could be caught short. And the same thing is true financially. We'll go into a little bit more detail in a few minutes on this. We happen to do a great deal of work at USA Wealth Group, working with products that are designed so they will not lose value. I wonder how many people listening have lost money in their own stock portfolio account, or maybe at work they have got a 401k account, or they retired and they have an IRA account, and maybe it's invested in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Well, we know what's happened to the stock market. Nobody could have predicted how suddenly and quickly the stock market has gone down, and people have lost a great deal of value. The kinds of things that we do at USA Wealth Group have revolved a lot about working with fixed indexed annuities. And when it says fixed, that means the principal is fixed. So when the market has gone down, you don't lose value. All right. So what exactly is an annuity? How do you get one? What do you do with it? How does it work? All those kinds of questions. Well, an annuity is simply a contract with an insurance company. It's an investment vehicle, if you will. And you put money in, and it can be a guaranteed fixed interest annuities, uh, which are fairly low at the moment, or it can be an indexed annuity where um, the return that you receive is tied into what the performance of a certain index has done. And as an example, we use the S&P 500 index a lot because it's kind of a bellwether in our country for measuring how the economy in general is doing. So when you just said it's sort of low at the moment, you mean that the return is low because it's a fixed product. So well, there are different kinds of annuities, right? Yes, there are. So maybe I'll start out with the different types of annuities. There's a fixed annuity, which simply says we guarantee we're going to pay you 3% interest for a five-year term on your annuity contract. That's a fixed annuity. But I remember a lot of people in the past using variable annuities, and um, they weren't always the best of things to invest in. Well, you have to give me a chance to answer your question. Yes, sorry. <laughs> so... There's also something called a variable annuity, and a variable annuity is invested typically in mutual funds, which means the account value, the principal, if you will, can go up and it can go down, whereas on a fixed annuity, the principal will never go down, unless you're drawing money out of it, of course, but you won't lose principal because of market variations, market fluctuations. But you also have something called an immediate annuity, which says... You put X dollars, let's say it's $50,000 into the annuity, and the company says, we're going to pay you $400 a month for the rest of your life, You know, depending upon your age, obviously. So it's a way of creating a stream of income for yourself. So the three main types of annuities are variable, which we have not recommended for many, many years, fixed, where the principal is fixed and guaranteed not to ever go down, or immediate, where you need an immediate stream of income. And then you break it down a little bit further in the fixed annuity because it can be a straight fixed annuity that pays a guaranteed amount of interest uh, for the term of the contract. and um, Or it can be tied into an index, which is now called a fixed indexed annuity. So the, the, there are some similarities in the fixed and the fixed index in that Principal is protected on both of them. You don't lose the you don't lose your money. You don't lose the principal. So tell us again the story about your client who called all upset a few weeks ago, saying, "I'm so upset with what's happening in the stock market. How much have I lost?" Yeah. So I did have a client. I've only had two client calls of all the thousands of people we've helped over the years. Most people understand that their principal is protected. They haven't lost anything in the market. That's very, very valuable, very important. But I did get two calls coming in. They're both basically the same substance. One said, well, I guess you know why I'm calling. And I said, no, why are you calling? 
And she said, well, look at what the stock market's doing. What has that done to my annuity? And I said, absolutely nothing. I said, your principal has been entirely protected. And she said, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. So she didn't remember what she had been told earlier, but she didn't lose a nickel in principal. So we've done well over $100 million of fixed indexed annuities out of this office. Nobody has lost a dime in principal. You cannot. So ask yourself this question, depending upon your age and whether you want to take risk or not. Would you rather two months ago have been inside of an indexed, fixed indexed annuity or the stock market? Well, that question is kind of obvious. If you're retired, if you're getting closer to retirement, then maybe you ought to be thinking more about being conservative and protecting your principal. And that's the value of fixed indexed annuities. And I sleep at night because of that. <laughs> I don't lose sleep because of wondering, my gosh, has clients have clients lost money? Right. I want to go a little bit further into what you do and, um, and why and so forth and do some explanations because I think a lot of people still are confused about things. Okay. What exactly is an IRA, and d- does the IRA mean that it um, is automatically in a bank account or something, or what kinds of investments can IRAs be in? Okay, if you don't mind, I want to just defer that question for one moment, because I want to say just a couple more things about the annuities we are talking about. So let's say you've done a fixed indexed annuity, and what that means is, your principal is protected, you're going to make a return on the investment, and the amount that you get is going to be tied into an index. And often it's the S&P 500 index. The S&P 500 as an index has a long history in this country, about 80 years. And I think only in seven of those years has it gone down in value. This is one time when it's gone down. And then what happens, let's say your contract is dated today's date, then usually most of these uh, index annuities will have a reset date. It can be a year later, two years later, three years later. Nationwide, for example, does a three-year reset. Uh, Some of the other companies have a two-year reset. So they look to see what was the index doing on the date of the contract. And then if it's two years later, it's going to reset they look to see what the index has done during that two-year period. If it went up 20%, then the whole contract value jumps up to 20%. But it does something else important. It locks in at that point. So you've gained a 20% increase in value. It's like an interest rate return, but it's not exactly. The other feature that's interesting about annuities in general is that a lot of the companies will have a, a bonus Uh, return. So I'm going to use the number $100,000 because it's simpler to understand. Let's say you put in $100,000. If the company that you're investing with has a 10% bonus, they add $10,000 to the contract right away. And your starting point is $110,000. And that's your lock-in value. And then we look to see what happens when the index resets. Well, this is actually a very good time to be putting money into those products because when you think about it, the interest rates are really low right now. The various indexes that we use are down very low right now. So if you put in money today and the economy starts to pick up again, which we expect, and two years later the index has gone up significantly, it's an excellent time to put money into an index, a fixed index annuity, because that index is going to jump up in value, and so will the value of your contract. Um, I guess the last thing I would say is that a lot of companies say when you put money into the annuity contract, then we don't want you to take anything out for the first year. Other companies say, yes, you can take out 10% value during the first year, and you can take out 10% every year without any penalty or without any surrender charge or anything of that nature. So there's always good access. Normally this is money that's put aside for the future, for retirement, and so forth. A lot of good options. We're happy to explain that one-on-one with people. But 
Now you're coming back to the question of um, IRA accounts and what is an IRA account. Well, yes. I mean, you've had this show for many, many, many years, and mostly you're very good about interviewing others and finding out what other people do and why what they do is important and all that. And I appreciate all the times you have uh, allowed Lance Law to advertise and, and talk about the things that we do to help people. But I think it, it's important that people know what you do and uh, why annuities are great products in general, um, what other kinds of products you might sell, and to try to explain to people about their IRAs, because a lot of people are very confused about what exactly is an IRA. It's in my bank account. Is that the place it should be? Okay, well, an IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. So, Number one, only an individual can own an IRA account. And that has to stay in your individual name. And the way it gets to your beneficiaries and your family is by you filling out a beneficiary form. So you can designate a spouse if you're married as your primary beneficiary. And then typically if you have children, you're going to name children as your secondary beneficiaries. You might also name your trust if you have a trust as a secondary beneficiary. But you have to have beneficiaries named. If you don't, for some reason, it's going to get payable to your estate. It's going to get paid out in one year. And that could be disastrous for tax reasons. So um, IRA is nothing more than the name of, um, of monies that are in your name and monies that you have not paid any income tax on. Is that right? Uh, well, sort of. That's partially correct. Uh, an IRA is a qualified retirement account. That's a term of definition under the Internal Revenue Code. So a qualified retirement account could be an IRA account. If you have a 401k at work, it can be your 401k. If you work for a nonprofit or your teacher, you may have a 403b or 457. Those are all various variations of qualified retirement accounts. And the general principle about qualified retirement accounts is, is fairly simple. You put money in. Most of the time, you'll get a deduction from your gross income that year for the amount of money you're contributing. There's some limitations. And that money and all the interest that it accumulates or earns um, is accumulating on a tax-deferred basis. Eventually, you'll have to pay income taxes on it, or somebody will. Um, but you have to um, you have to follow the rules. They're not that difficult. One quick thing I always tell people is if you are retired, you don't ever want to leave your money in your 401k account or your 457 account, 453 account. 403b. 403b accounts. There's about six different types of those types of accounts. And you want to get the money out and you want to get it into an IRA because you have many, many more investment choices and beneficiary designation choices. So a qualified retirement account means it has special tax features from our government, from the Internal Revenue Service, that allow you to accumulate money without having to pay income tax on the interest while it's accumulating. But when you have IRA money, it's up to you where you place it, yep. how you invest it. Is exactly. that right? Exactly. It is. So if you're working and you have a 401k or a 453 or four, you know, whatever, whatever type of account you have, when you have one of those kinds of accounts, you often don't have a lot of choice about how you can invest your money. Your employer usually will hire an investment management company, and they'll pick out a whole basket of uh, different types of mutual funds. You actually don't make a lot of money in most 401k accounts. You think you do, but the company that's managing the 401k account for your employer gets to charge a fee. And then if they put it all into a series of mutual funds, every mutual fund has fees. So when you take all those fees, it reduces the total amount of return you actually get. Another reason why it's important to uh, put your money into an IRA account if you can. And by the way, we do a lot of it. Tenny. We do a lot of that at the office. Well, that's why I wanted to, to get some explanation of all of this, because I'm not sure that people know what you do. Well, okay, so I'm coming to that, but I get, I'm, I'm a frustrated teacher. 
in any event. So I always have things that I like to tell people. So what can you invest your IRA account in? Well, you can have it in a bank account. You can have it in um, a mutual fund. You can have it in a stock brokerage company. Um, you can put it into an annuity contract. So what you choose to invest your IRA account is strictly up to you. And um, basically you have a lot of choice. We like to use the annuities in particular. It depends on your age. If you are a 40-year-old person, we might not recommend you put it into an annuity contract. That's a little bit young because the money's going to be sitting there for a long time usually anywhere from five to 10 years. But you can put it into a bank account, a stock brokerage account, an annuity contract, um, mutual funds, a lot of different choices you can put the money into. It still remains an IRA. Yeah, I think people are very confused about that. I find when people come in with their client intake form to the law office, and uh, one of the questions is, what bank accounts do you have? And what I find out as we talk further is that one of the bank accounts is not really a regular bank account. It's an IRA that just happens to be sitting in an I, in a bank account. Um, so uh, IRAs are complicated, but um, basically the bottom line is that IRA is a designation of monies that are what's called qualified retirement account. It's basically retirement money, and the more money you can put aside into an IRA account or a 401k account, the better, because you're going to have a better retirement, or you're going to have a retirement. And you have to think about your future. There's a gentleman named John Galsworthy who once said, if you do not think about your future, you cannot have one. Absolutely. We're all thinking about our futures these days, and Wondering what exactly that future will be. Well, so an IRA is a retirement account. It's a qualified retirement account. I don't think we need to talk a lot more about that. But what we do in the office is we sit down with people and we'll say, what are you here for? What keeps you up at night? Um, are you worried about your investments? Are you worried about do you have enough money to be able to retire? And I have many clients that will come to me and say, well, I'm not sure if I can afford to retire if I have enough money to retire. And so we'll sit down and we'll do a budget for them and say, how much money do you need to live on monthly to pay all of your bills and to support yourself? And then we look at your assets and we say, what do you have for available assets? Is your house uh, that you own um, free of a mortgage or does it have a mortgage on it? Do you have a mortgage payment to pay? Sometimes that will lead into a recommendation later that maybe you might want to do a reverse mortgage to create more income. But we want to look at your, your income sources. Are you going to have Social Security? Are you going to have a pension? Are you going to have both? Are you going to continue to work part-time? Let's take a look at your total income. What if you can't work? And that's, that's um, an interesting series of questions that you ask people because... I find very often that people come in to talk to us and they really don't know what they own or what their income is or where it's invested or, or any of that. So a very good thing that you folks can do during this semi-lockdown time is to kind of get, get up to date with where you are with your financial life. What do you own? Where is it? What kind of an investment product, if any, is it in? What's that product earning? How much interest are you getting? Are you able to get at that product? All kinds of questions like that. Ask yourself, if, if you were looking at yourself um, from up above and saying, what's, what's the information about this person? What questions would you ask? Well, you want to know what you own and where you own it. Well, that is uh, very true, but here's what I do with folks. I sit down and I say, what keeps you awake at night? What are you here for? What are you worried about? Um, overwhelmingly, people say, I'm not quite sure if I have enough money to be able to retire. Some people are more fortunate and have you know, really good assets, but I've seen people with 
one million, one and a half million dollars worth of assets, more than enough to be able to retire on. And they say, I think I'm going to run out of money. I'm not sure that my money will last. And so one of the things that we often do is really bring peace of mind to folks and say, all right, you've got Social Security, you've got a small pension here. Uh, this is your budget. You need an extra $1,500 a month to live on, but you've got X dollars sitting in your IRA accounts. And if we handle that a little bit differently, um, and you took out $1,500 or $2,000 a month from that, you're never going to run out of money. One of the favorite things that I get to say to people is, look at your assets. Here's the income gap you have right now per month. Here's how we can help you fill that income gap. And I look them right in the eyes and I say, you're never going to run out of money. You're 69 years of age. Uh, this money at this rate of withdrawal, if you didn't earn anything else, is going to last you 37 more years. And I can see relief just in the way they breathe and they say, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I've taken all the tension. So sometimes I'll ask people, you know, what, what keeps you up at night? What do you worry about? And usually it's, I worry about I'm going to run out of money. The well, other, I'm going to say one other question I'll sometimes ask people, and it's, it sounds a little hokey, but it really isn't. If you were to die tonight, and you might, what's going to happen to your family? Do you have the right legal documents in place so that you're not going to go through probate? Do you have a trust in place? Are you going to have to pay taxes unnecessarily that if you did planning you could avoid? So... Just to come back to, a little bit to the beginning, ask me a question and I'll talk for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to do this today, because people need to know more about what you do. We want to know about your family. We want to know about your children. Do they get along with each other? Are there fights or feuds in the family? Do you have a son or a daughter that you haven't talked to for 10 years? We see a lot of that, actually. Um, do you want them to inherit from your estate or not to inherit from your estate? When did you last do your trust or your will? You need to talk to somebody like Attorney Tenny Lance or Attorney Mike Coleman and get your estate plan up to date. So I want to know what's your income, what's your budget, what are your assets? Have you started Social Security yet? When are you planning to do that? What's the best time to do it? We'll do a budget analysis, an income analysis, a Social Security analysis. And basically it's an income analysis. We want to make sure you have enough income to live on, enough income to retire. And in order to produce that income, you give them advice about how they should invest their assets. People, I think, get confused between, well, what's income versus what's assets? I make income off my assets. What does that mean? So uh, you clarify all that for them and make it understandable. Well, it's a little bit more than that, too. It's, it's two other things that we really focus on okay, you've got enough money to retire, you've got enough money to live on. What about taxes? How are things positioned? Because nobody needs to pay more taxes, income taxes or estate taxes, than they absolutely have to. It's not tax evasion, it's tax planning. And if you don't think about taxes all the time, um, you should be. And the last thing I'll look at people and say is, if you have more income than what you need to live on in retirement, would you be interested in looking at how you could create an even larger estate for your family and your beneficiaries using some of that income that you don't really need to live on? And that could be a life insurance solution or it could be other kinds of things that we could do. So there are many, many things that you can do. You have to have the right attitude going in that a, you want to protect your family, and B, you want to protect your assets. Nobody likes to lose money when the stock market does what it's done recently. I mean, that's a horrible situation. And by the way, here's a little quick nugget for you, Tenny. Nugget. Nugget. If you have a, a brokerage account or a stock account, let's say, and you've lost 50% in value, um, let's say it's your 401k at work, and it's gone down 50% in value with what the stock market has done. What kind of a return do you have to get to go back up to where you started from? You mean to get back up back soon? To even. Back to even. I beg your pardon? Yeah, to get back to even. Yeah. So let's say you had a 401k account of $100,000 and it's lost $50,000 in value. 
that's a 50% loss. What return do you have to earn to get back up to even where you started from? I don't know, but it must be huge. It's 100%. Yep. So just look at the numbers really quickly. You got $100,000. It's gone down 50% in value. It's worth $50,000 today. Now, you have to earn not a 50% to get back up there because you'd only be up to 75000 You have to earn a 100% increase in value to get back up to the $100,000. So it's harder to recover than to lose. It can be. <laughs> And the projections right now and the growth of the economy, I mean, a lot of people are really suffering and, and just trying to figure out ways to get by. Hopefully people are collecting unemployment if they've been laid off and some of the supplement benefits. Oh, one little tax thing I'll also mention to you. If you got a stimulus check, let's say you got one of those $1,200 checks or more because you have children, uh, that's not considered income. So you don't have to report that on your income tax and pay income taxes on that. It's considered an advance payment of a special 2020 tax credit. So it's non-taxable. Ah, a tax credit. I did not know that. Well, it's, it's like an advance tax credit. So basically, those stimulus checks you've got, you don't have to pay any income tax. It would be kind of defeating the purpose if you did, wouldn't it? I wonder how many people have received those checks. I haven't heard of many. Well, we've talked to some people that have gotten them. and um, But you have to have the right approach thinking about these things. You have to not have a defeatist attitude. You have to say that it's going to get better. We've been through hard times in this country before. And you can do something yourself to make it better for yourself. Yep. Winston Churchill once said, Attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. You've got to have a, a good attitude if you want to be successful. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> all right, so let's see. We've talked about a lot about IRAs and retirement accounts. We've oh, talked about annuities. One more thing I about think... IRAs. You've always got to make sure you have proper beneficiaries designated. Oh, absolutely. And that usually means not just an initial beneficiary, but having secondary beneficiaries, sometimes even tertiary ones, because you don't really know exactly whether the person that you put down as your primary beneficiary is going to outlive you or not. So it's important to have secondary ones in place. Yep, and... What if you have four beneficiaries? If What's that called? It's not tertiary. What would that be? I don't know. Fortiary? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Ask me bad questions. No, I just a, <laughs> meant to be a silly question. I apologize. I but, um, you know, I, I bet most people don't realize that we've had three major income tax bills, tax bills, in a two-year period. Taxes matter. Taxes really, really matter. So we had a new bill that went into effect in 2018. It was a uh, Tax and Jobs Act. Uh, it was actually passed in 2017, went into effect in 2018. And that changed everybody's tax structure. Uh, everybody who's listening had your tax rates go down. And most people can no longer itemize their deductions. They eliminated the standard deduction on your income tax return. Um, so that was one thing. They made permanent tax cuts for corporations. They made temporary tax cuts for individuals. And I don't think many people really know that uh, two and a half or so years from now, those tax rates are going to go back up. Yeah, so uh, if you thought, well, my taxes are less right now, I got a larger refund last year, and so forth. Things are good. <laughs> That's not going to last a long time because in 2025, the law is already written that we automatically go back to these rates that we used to pay, higher tax rates. So we'll have another tax bill, and it's going to be messy. Um, the tax bills change very frequently, and um, it's really important to stay current on all that stuff. It's one of the things that I enjoy doing. I I can't say that I enjoy paying taxes. Nobody does. Um, Chief Justice uh, Warren, I believe it was, once said, taxes are the price that we pay for liberty. Warren Berger? I think it might have been Warren Berger. Yeah, I think so also. 
Yeah, I think it was but Warren Burgess. I'm not sure that people know that you have not only uh, your law degree, but you also have a master's of law in taxation, uh, which always was amazing to me because I can't imagine anything <laughs> less interesting, but you love it. Well, it's like a puzzle, and I've always enjoyed puzzles. And um, But you have to know, look at everything today with a view towards taxes, because if you don't, you're going to pay too much money to the government more than what you need to pay. So, And that's one of the major changes from the uh, so-called SECURE Act that was passed at the end of 2019, is that it changed the way that IRAs get taxed when they get uh, delivered to people or when they, when they get dispersed. Yep. Um, so we've had the... Tax Act, Tax and Jobs Creations Act in 2018. Then we had the Secure Act, which was effective as of 1231, December 31, 2019. So it really became effective January 1, 2020. So and much has happened in the last six months, it's hard to believe. We thought, boy, we're just trying to digest this new tax bill. And then all of a sudden, the coronavirus hit, and suddenly we now have the CARES Act. And so uh, understanding all these laws is very, very important. It's important for your future, and you just have to pay attention to it. The SECURE Act always made me laugh at the name because it really didn't make anybody any more secure than the federal government because it got the feds got to collect taxes more quickly. Yeah, um, one of the odd things... Names. One of the things the SECURE Act does, and by the way, it stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. Boy, is that a misnomer. Yeah, Because exactly. what it says is if you die, and um, there are a few exceptions, but your beneficiary that you name in your IRA account, for example, uh, generally has to take the money out within a 10-year period. doesn't apply to a surviving spouse, so your surviving spouse can take it out over their own life expectancy right now. But if you have children who are named as your beneficiary, they have to take the money out in 10 years. And strangely, it doesn't mean that they have to take some money out every year. They can wait until the end of the 10th year and take it all at once. So what's gonna happen three years from now? Four years from now, we're gonna have higher tax rates. And if they wait and take it out at the end of the 10 year term, they're gonna be paying a lot more money out in taxes now, aren't they? And somehow we have to pay back all the money that's going out in the um, acts that Congress just passed to help people out of this coronavirus situation. Lots of tax implications coming up for us folks. But it's interesting. I mean, I find it interesting as a study and find interesting ways to do it. There are ways around that 10-year period, by the way. One of the things you can do is you can name a special kind of a trust as the beneficiary, and that can stretch it out over maybe a 20-year period. But if you don't pay ta attention to the tax side of this, and your IRA account is going to end up going to, say, adult children, first of all, they're probably working, and they're already in a higher tax bracket. For them to suddenly have to pick up a large amount of money from your IRA account, a lot of that's just going to get plain wasted and paid out for taxes. So, so give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll sit down with you and show you some things that you can do. And one more so thing to, to remind you about for sure. Make certain that you can put your hands on a copy of your beneficiary schedule for your investment account so you know that you've got more than one level of beneficiary on there and that they are all current and, and up to date. So... Um, Let's come back to your little question list that you showed me before, Tenny, and see what questions you might still have you care to ask me. We've talked about how we're doing business these days, and just call us. Call Tenny at 508-998-8800, and they would be happy to uh, talk to you on the phone. And let's talk a little bit more about um, what we're going to do for reopening as you said at the beginning, we were uh, identified as a uh, an essential service, the law firm and the retirement uh, planning firm. 
so that we didn't really have to close up, but we felt it was safer for our clients and safer for our employees to do that. So as we reopen, we're making sure that uh, we only see people by appointment. So if you'd like to come and talk with us, please give us a call because we're going to continue to keep the front door locked and allow people in when we know that they have masks, when if they're signing papers that they have gloves, that they've brought their own pen, all those sorts of things we're going to be doing. Or you'll give them a pen, they can take the pen home with them. Right. But you're not yep. going to keep it here just to be safe. We're going to, as the weather gets better, um, probably put up a little tent on the grass outside our office, and uh, we'll be meeting with people out there and signing paperwork and so forth, um, just so we can make certain that people are safe. And and that's what you and I do, right? We, we make sure that people protect themselves, that they protect their families, and that they protect their assets. So let's get more specific. Um, two days ago, we received uh, from Amazon a thermometer we ordered. So when people come in the door, at least for the some interim period of time, we have this thermometer that doesn't have to touch you. It's an infrared. You want to make sure that you won't have a temperature when you come in the door. You're going to yep. be either wearing a mask when you come in. If you don't have a mask, we've got a supply of masks. We're going to give you a mask to wear while you're sitting here. Uh, you don't want our germs. We don't want your germs. It's that simple, isn't it? We're going to be sitting people um, at six-foot intervals from each other. We're going to suggest that um, as much as possible, you only bring the essential kind of folks with you when you come in to see us. Don't bring a whole lot of nephews and nieces and great-aunts and all that sort of thing. Um, one thing that I've been doing a lot of lately is uh, remote handling of things like real estate sales most of that is done nowadays remotely by email by overnight mail uh, by DocuSign, all those sorts of services so if you are worried about how do you get things done how do you get essential documents in place give us a call and we'll make sure that we are there to help you the other thing to mention really quickly is that for years in this office, it has always been the policy to do several things whenever a client leaves. Number one, a staff person will always go into the table where you were sitting, and we've had antibacterial cloths, and all the tables get wiped down. Uh, the second thing that happens is that any person who's been visiting with the client has always gone immediately to the sink to wash their hands. We've had that as an operating protocol for years long before the coronavirus came in, and that will be continued. So we want to be safe. We want you to be safe. We want your family to be safe. And that's what we'll continue to do. And one thing that I put on my little list of, of things to talk about today are important documents that you really need to have. Um, so we can mention those just one more time. We have been doing healthcare documents for folks um, those are critically important for you to have. If you don't have a power of attorney, a durable power of attorney for property, that's really important as well. That means that somebody else can sign for you. If you should become ill and uh, have a situation where it's difficult for you to be signing, either because you're in a nursing facility or maybe you're unconscious or something. So that's a very important document. Right. You know, it's, it's just important to do the right thing, especially at this time. Martin Luther King once wrote, the time is always right to do what is right. And we've Absolutely. always operated from the point of view of safety and, and being careful, and we always will continue to do that. We've been talking so much today that we haven't given – as many quotes, and I know people tune in more to hear the quotes than to hear what we're talking about, but anyway. <laughs> I want to give you one more quote from Martin Luther King. He also said, Martin Luther King Jr., life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Well, there has been a lot of that going on over the last couple of weeks, and 
everybody's grateful for the medical community, for the people who work in grocery stores and deliver mail and all those sorts of things. But as a general proposition, the attitude of this office, uh, everybody who works here has always been, what can we do to help? What can we do to help you take care of your family and help you take care of your finances? And boy, I bet a lot of people are, are asking themselves right now, why didn't I do some things before? Well, you know what? It's not a time to beat up on yourself, but it's certainly a time to get started and get things fixed. Lyndon Johnson always had some interesting things to say. One of the things he said was, yesterday is not ours to recover, but tomorrow is ours to win or lose. I think that's an appropriate... Who was that, Winston? No, that was Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon? Hmm. I think that's an appropriate um, comment and conversation for today. Michael Jordan said, always turn a negative situation into a positive situation. You have to think... What's going to happen in the future? What's happening now? What's happening as we begin to recover? A lot of people are hoping to um, go back to work and get their job back. Um, One of the real concerns, even on morning news today, was that it's estimated that a lot of people may not have jobs to go back to. So we're still going to have some very difficult times. But we're here to help you protect everything that you have and everything that you need to protect especially your family. So we've talked to Annie about, we've got um, the CARES Act now that was just passed in February, the end of February. So we had the SECURE Act that just became effective really on January 1st of this year, 2020. And then on February 28th, they passed the CARES Act just two months later. One of the interesting things about the CARES Act is that Number one, you don't have to file your income tax return until July 15th, but you're still going to need to file it. Number two, um, you don't have to take a minimum distribution. So if you were over 70 and a half last year and had started taking minimum distributions, normally you'd take another one this year, but you don't have to this year. It's put off so that people can preserve assets that they have and It's just a a good financial thing to do. You can take it, but you don't need to. You can if you wish, uh, but you don't have to. Um, Maybe you don't want to take it right now because your account value is down because of the stock market. Right. So maybe you ought to come in and ask us about those kinds of questions. So we've got many, many kinds of handouts and things we can give you if you would like anything such as a life events checklist you know let us know that what are your areas of concern is it retirement planning estate planning Uh, is it investment review is it making sure you have documents in place in the first place what about life insurance what if you're a 40 year old couple and you've got young children i've talked to a lot of people recently who have nothing for life insurance and gosh you know young people pass away as well um So you ought to have life insurance. It's going to be a little bit more complicated today. There will probably be exclusions if somebody should pass away because of the coronavirus, I suspect. But you still ought to be looking at, if you didn't get a wake-up call before, now you should have a wake-up call that, gosh, what can I do to protect my family? And that's something you can do here. Is that right? Oh, yeah. We we don't do just investments. We don't do just annuities. We do work with life insurance and Basically, what if you're five or ten years out from retirement and you say, holy cow, what do I do now? Well, we can show you how to repair some of that damage and how to maybe reconfigure some of your assets and put more money aside for retirement if you're still working. So just lots and lots of things that we can help you with. And in the same building here, we have our Lance Family Insurance Agency. Uh, property and casualty. So if you'd like to make sure that you're paying the most um, effective and cheapest uh, form of insurance for your property or your car, uh, you can come in and talk to Cheryl about that. and She can make some quotes for you, compare what you're paying now to what she could provide for you. 
and she will compare apples to apples, so she makes sure that she's not underinsuring you. Yep, so there are many, many ways that we can help you and help serve you, and um, there are lots of individual benefits under the CARES Act for people as well. If anybody would like a handout on that, um, we'll be happy to provide it. If you've been laid off, hopefully you have applied for and you're collecting unemployment benefits. Um, there's just so many things that we can help you with and give you guidance on, and it's confusing. It's really very confusing. Um, we've we've helped people with the uh, Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, that's probably going to run out of money again. I don't think we've seen the end of Congress doing more stimulus packages. They'll continue to fight and make it political. Um, but I think in the end we're going to have to see some more benefits coming out to people and to small business. Otherwise, you're going to see small businesses that simply will not open up again. I want to emphasize that we are reopening tomorrow, and uh, we ask people to call ahead of time, but to please come in and see us for the important things that we do to be of help to you, whether it's legal documents, whether it's investment products, whether it's retirement planning, uh, whether it's regular property and casualty insurance. We do a lot of things here to be of help to people. So I've actually put together a fairly good report. It's uh, fairly lengthy. It's about 50 pages long. And it starts out with a life events checklist, life insurance. Uh, talks about COVID-19 and benefits there, basic investment tools. If you'd like any of these kinds of documents, we're happy to send it to you. Um, just call the office. Tell people you'd like to have something or you'd like to have more information on taxes. Call us at 508-998-8858. We'd be most happy to send it to you. So do we, you have, go we, ahead, Jenny. The law office also has explanatory material that we'd be happy to send out. And our phone number is 508-998-8800. And um, the law firm has still been very busy doing uh, documents. So anyways, most of our staff will be back in the office uh, tomorrow, Monday the 18th, and we're here to answer questions. We'll have a live operator. As we're um, wrapping up the show today, um, I would like to give you a quotation from Dr. Seuss. <laughs> today you are you that is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. <laughs> well, so we want you to be well, ladies and gentlemen. We want you to um, get your family protected, get your assets protected, let us help you, and most importantly, thank you as always for listening, and thank you, Tenny. Thank you all. 